welcome to My Favorite Theorem. I'm one of your hosts, Evelyn Lamb. I'm a freelance math and science writer in Salt Lake City, Utah. And this is your other host. Hi, I'm Kevin Knudsen, professor of mathematics at the University of Florida. How are you doing, Evelyn? I'm all right. I'm excited because we're trying a different uh, recording setup today. And mm -hmm. I, a few of our recent episodes, I've had a, a few connection problems. So I'm hoping that Everything goes well, and I probably jinxed myself by saying no, that. But, no, uh, it's going to be fine. Positive thinking, <laughs> positive thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, the blips that that you that our listeners may have heard in some recent episodes won't be happening. So that's good. How about you? Are you doing well? I'm fine. Spring break is next week, and um, we've had the air conditioning on this week. This is this this, yeah. this, is, this is the absurdity of my life. It's February, and the air conditioning is on, but it's okay. It's, it, it, yeah. it's nice. My son's coming home for spring break, so we're excited. Oh, great. Yep. So um, we are very happy today to have Hannah Rodriguez-Hertz on the show. So Hannah, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi. Hi. Nice for inviting me. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I, I am originally from Argentina. I have lived in Uruguay for 20 years, and now I'm living in China, in Shenzhen, yeah, that's quite a big change. Um, when we were first uh, talking, you were, <clears throat> sorry, first emailing, you were in Uruguay then, but um, you're back in China now. So uh, what, what took you out there? Uh, well, we got a nice job offer. And here's, uh, we, we would like to try. <laughs> it was, we said, why not? Mm -hmm. And we went here and it's nice. It's a totally different culture, mm -hmm. but... Uh, I, I'm liking it so yeah. so far. Wh which part yeah. of China are you in? Which university? In uh, South University of Science and Technology of China. It's in Shenzhen. Okay. Shenzhen mm. is uh, in mainland China, in front of Hong Kong. Mm. Okay. Right in front of Hong Kong. Okay. All right. So that's very far south, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so I guess probably February weather isn't too bad over there. No, probably. No, not. it's still winter, but it's not as bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Um, of course, that'll be very relevant to our listeners uh, when they hear this in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're glad to have you here. And uh, can you tell us about your favorite theorem? Well, uh, you know, I live in China now and every noon I see a dynamical process that looks like the theorem I want to talk to you about. Okay. <laughs> which is uh, the dynamical properties of the smell's horseshoe. Mm. Um, here it goes. Uh, you know, at the canteen of my university, there's a cook that makes noodles. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, nice. <laughs> and he takes the dough, the dough stretches mm -hmm. it and folds it without mixing it, and stretches it and folds it again mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. the strips are so thin that they are ready to be noodles. Yeah. And then he cuts the dough. And, well... This procedure, in fact, describes a chaotic dynamical system, and uh, which is the smell's horseshoe. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I, I want to talk to you about this, um, but we, we will do it in a mathematical model so mm -hmm. that it is more precise. And uh, mm -hmm. so suppose that the cook has a piece of dough of in a square mold, mm -hmm. say of side one. Then our cook squeezes and stretches the dough. So that it becomes three times longer in the vertical sense, but one third of its, its original width in the horizontal sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Then he folds it 
and puts the dog again in the square mold. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, making a horseshoe form. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the lower third of the square is converted into a rectangle of height one and width one third mm-hmm. and will be placed on the left side of the mold. The middle third of the square is going to be bent and will go outside the mold and will be cut. Okay. And the upper third will be converted into another rectangle of height one and width one third and will be placed upside down in the right side of the mold. Okay. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in the mold, there will be two connected components of dough. One in the left third of the square and mm-hmm. the other in the right third of the square. Mm-hmm. And the middle third will be empty. Uh, in this way, we have obtained an application, a map, mm-hmm. from a subset of the square into another subset of the square. And so each time this map is applied, that is, each time we stretch and fold the dough and cut the bent part, it's called a forward iteration. Mm-hmm. So in the first forward iteration of the square, we obtain two rectangles of width one-third and height one. Now, in the second forward iteration of the square, we obtain four rectangles mm-hmm. of width one-ninth and height one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two rectangles are contained in the left third and two rectangles in the right third. These are four noodles in total. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so counting from left to right, we will see one noodle of width one nine, one gap of width one nine, a second noodle of width one nine, a gap of one third, and two more noodles of width one nine separated by a gap of one nine. Okay. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. So if we iterate n times, we will obtain two to the n noodles of width one third to the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we let the number of iterations go to infinity, uh, so it, that is if we stretch and fold infinitely many times, right. cutting each time the bent part, we will obtain a counter set of vertical noodles. Yes. Right. So this is, uh, as you're saying, this ninth with these gaps and this one third, I was thinking, huh, this is sounding awfully familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. we'll... Uh, Probably include a picture of the canner set in the show notes for mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. to look at. Okay, so so when we iterate forward, uh, in the limit, we will obtain a canner set of noodles. Mm-hmm. But we, we can also iterate backwards. And what is that? We want to know for each point in the square, that is for each flower particle of the dough in the mold, what it was before the could stretch vertically and folded the dough in the first time. Mm-hmm. So where mm-hmm. it came from. Yeah. So now we recall that the forward iteration was to stretch in the vertical sense and fold it. Mm-hmm. So if we film that and put it backwards, we will obtain that the back in the backward sense, the, the cook has squeezed in the, in the vertical sense and stretched in the horizontal sense yes. and fold it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Each time we iterate backwards, we do the same. We stretch in the horizontal sense and fold it and put it in that sense. So in mm-hmm. this way, the, the left vertical rectangle is converted into the lower rectangle, lower third rectangle. Mm-hmm. And the right side rectangle, the vertical rectangle, is converted into the upper third rectangle. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... 
uh, and the bent part is cut. So if we iterate backwards, now we will get in the first backward iteration four re horizontal rectangles mm -hmm. of, of width one third, one ninth, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. and the gaps. And so right. if we let the iterations go to infinity, we will obtain a counter set of horizontal noodles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, that is when we iterate forward and consider only what is left in the mold, we start with two horizontal rectangles and uh, finish with two vertical rectangles. And when we iterate backwards, we start, we start with two vertical rectangles and finish with two horizontal rectangles. Mm -hmm. So now we want to consider the particles that stay forever in the mold. That is the point such that all of its forward iterates and all its backward iterates stay in the square. This will be the product of two middle third counter sets. Mm -hmm. And it will look more like grated cheese than noodles. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> this set will be called the invariant set. Although the, the points, they're, they're not point-wise fixed. They just stay inside of that set. No, they, right. stay, they just stay inside the square. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in fact, not only they will be not fixed, they mm -hmm. will have a chaotic behavior. Mm -hmm. That is what I want to tell you about. Okay. Uh, this is one of the simplest models of an invertible map that is chaotic. Mm -hmm. And so what is chaotic dynamics anyways? <laughs> and there is no universally accepted definition about that. Right. But um, one that is more or less accepted is one that has three properties, and these properties are that periodic points are dense, it is topologically mixing, and it has sensitivity to initial conditions. And let me explain a, a little bit about this. Yeah. Uh, periodic points are points, it's, it's a particle of flower that does a trajectory and come back, comes back exactly to the position where it started. This is a periodic point. Um, what does it mean that it, they are dense? Is that as close as you wish from any point, you get one of these. And topologically mixing, you can imagine that. Uh, it means that the, the dough gets completely mixed. So if you take any two small squares uh, and you iterate one of them, it will get completely mixed with the other one forever. Mm -hmm. From the one iteration on, you will get dog of the first rectangle in the second rectangle, mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. That means topologically mixing. But so I would like to focus on the sensitivity to initial conditions because this is the essence of chaos. Right. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what you think of for this, uh, the idea of chaos. So yeah, can you talk a little yeah. about that? Yeah, this means that any two particles of flour, no matter how close they are, they will get uniformly separated by the dynamics. In fact, mm -hmm. they will be one-third apart for some forward or backward iterate. Mm. And let me, let me explain how this gets, because it's not difficult. Uh, so remember, we had the lower third right rectangle. Mm -hmm. Call this lower third rectangle zero, and the upper third rectangle call it one. Okay? Then we will see that either for some forward or backward iterate, any two different particles will be in different horizontal rectangles. One mm -hmm. will be in the one, and one, the other one will be the, in the zero rectangle. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
And how is that? So if two particles are at different heights, then either they are all already in different rectangles, so we are done, mm -hmm. or else they are in the same rectangle. But if they are in the same rectangle, look, the cook stretches their vertical distance by right. three. Right. So every time they are in the same horizontal rectangle, their vertical distance is stretched by three. So they cannot stay forever in the same rectangle unless they are at the same height. Yeah. Okay? Sure. So if they are at different heights, they will get eventually separated. Mm -hmm. So on the other hand, if they are uh, in the same vertical rectangle, but at different X coordinates, mm -hmm. and if we iterate backwards, mm -hmm. the cook will stretch the dog in the horizontal sense. So their horizontal distance will be tripled. Mm -hmm. Each time they right. are in the same vertical rectangle, so they cannot be forever in the same vertical rectangle unless mm -hmm. they are in the same, unless their their horizontal distance is zero. Right. So, but if they are different in different position, either their their horizontal distance is positive or their vertical distance is positive. Mm -hmm. So, in in some iterate, they will be one third apart. Not only that, look that if they are in two different vertical rectangles in the Next backward iterate, they are in different horizontal rectangles. So we can state that any two different particles for some iterate will be in different horizontal rectangles, mm -hmm. no matter how close they are. So that's, uh, that's something I like very much because each particle is defined by its trajectory. Okay? Uh, yeah, so you can tell exactly what you are by like where you've been. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, two, two particles are defined by what they have done and wh what will, they will do. And that's, um, that allows something that is very interesting in chaotic dynamics, in this type of chaotic dynamics, which is symbolic dynamics. Mm -hmm. Because now you know that any two points will be, in, in some iterate, they will have distinct uh, horizontal rectangles. So you can code any particle by its position in the in the horizontal rectangles. So I mean, if one particle is at the beginning in the zero rectangle, you would put this. Uh, you will assign to to them a sequence such that its zero position is zero, a, a double infinite sequence. So mm -hmm. the, its zero position will be zero. If in the first iterate is in the in the rectangle one, then you will in the first position will you will put a one, mm -hmm. and in this way you can code um, any particle by a by infinite sequence mm -hmm. of zeros and ones. So this is in, in in dynamics this is called conjugation. So you can conjugate uh, the the horseshoe map with a sequence of b infinite, b infinite by infinite sequences, and mm -hmm. uh, so. Uh, this is this means that you can code the dynamics um, and anything that happens in the sequence of by infinite sequences in the set of by infinite sequences happens in the horseshoe and vice versa. This is very interesting because you will find particles uh, that describe any trajectory that you wish because you can write any sequence of zeros and as zeros and ones as you wish. Right. So you will have all Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> words coded in the horseshoe map, all 
Donald Trump tweets will be there too. Oh, well, let's hope not. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Everything will be there. Yeah. The history of the world. Right. For better and worse. So what about Borges's um, Library of Babel? I guess it's in there too, right? If you can code it with zeros and one, it is there. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So where did you first run into this theorem? Well, I, uh, when I was a student, uh, graduate student, I, I ran into chaos. And then I first ran into a baby model of this, which is the tent map. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a two. Mm-hmm. Uh, a tent map is in in the interval, and well, and and that is that was very cool. I I learned the, the tent map, and unlike this model, is coded by uh, one-sided sequences, mm-hmm. but it's very similar. And later on, I I want I went to Impa uh, in Rio de Janeiro, and I learned that Smail, who's the author of this example, has produced this example while being at IMPA in Rio. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. And it, it was cool. I learned a little bit more about dynamics and about hyperbolic dynamics. And in fact, I'm, now I'm, I'm working in partially hyperbolic dynamics, which is very much related to this. Mm-hmm. So that is why I like it so much. Yeah, one of my colleagues spends a lot of time in, in Brazil, and he's still studying the tent map. I mean... It's remarkable. I mean, it's such a simple model, and it's remarkable what we still don't know about it. Um, and, and this is even more complicated, right? Because it's sort of a 2D version. Yeah. So um, part of this show is uh, asking our guests to pair their theorem with something. So I, I have a, an idea of what you might have chosen to pair with your theorem, but can you tell us what you've chosen? <laughs> yeah, I, I like the sensitivity condition to initial, con- the, the sensitivity to initial conditions. Thing because uh, uh, you are defined by your trajectory, and that's, mm-hmm. that, that's pretty cool. It, uh, for instance, uh, if you consider the, the as humans as particles in this system, uh, there's actually nowadays in Shenzhen, there's it is only me who was born in Argentina and lived in Uruguay and lives in Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow! <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> and this is a 20 million city, mm-hmm. 20 million people city. So, uh, but I am defined by my trajectory, and I'm sure any any one of you are defined by your trajectory. Mm. If you choose a, just a couple of things in your life, you will discover that you are the only person in the world that has made that. <laughs> and that uh, that is something I like. Mm-hmm. 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 You are you are defined either by what, by what you have done or but by what you will do. Your path in life. It's interesting that you go there because um, when I was talking to Amy Radinskaya, who also chose a theorem in dynamics, she also talked about um, how her theorem related to kind of this idea of, of your path in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that's a fun idea. Yeah, yep. yeah I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, I was thinking about taffy pulling the whole time you were describing the the the, the horseshoe map, right? The, you've seen these machines that pull taffy, and they it's actually patented. It's sort of I was picturing everything getting mixed up. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but this all, all of this mixing is what it makes us unique. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, enjoy this theorem with while pondering uh, your life's path and maybe over a bowl of noodles with mm -hmm. some taffy for dessert. That's right. <laughs> 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 well, this has been this has been fun. I'd never really thought too much about the horseshoe map. I, I knew it, you know, it's sort of this classic example. Um, and I always heard it was sort of like, you know, it was so complicated that Smale just decided to give up on dynamics. And I'm sure that's false. <laughs> I, 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 I know that's false. Um, I mean, he's, he's a brilliant man. Um, so. Actually, he's coming to a conference we are organizing uh -huh. this year. Yeah, yeah. He's doing. Oh, neat. He's still doing amazingly interesting stuff. I uh, I work in topological data analysis, and he's been working uh, in in that area lately. He's he's just a brilliant guy. So. Yeah. One yeah, of those examples. Cool. Yeah, the the Fields Medal was not wasted on him. That's for sure. No, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk with us. I really enjoyed talking with you. No, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> so glad. Thanks for listening to My Favorite Theorem, hosted by Kevin Knudsen and Evelyn Lamb. The music you're hearing is a piece called Fractalia, a percussion quartet performed by four high school students from Gainesville, Florida. They are Blake Crawford, Gus Knudsen, Del Mitchell, and Bao Chan Wen. You can find more information about the mathematicians and theorems featured in this podcast, along with other delightful mathematical treats, at Kevin's website, kpknudsen.com, and Evelyn's blog, Roots of Unity, on the Scientific American Blog Network. We love to hear from our listeners, so please drop us a line at myfavoritetheorem at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Kevin's handle on Twitter is at Nivik that's Kevin spelled backwards followed by Knudsen spelled backwards, and Evelyn's is at Evelyn J. Lamb. The show itself also has a Twitter feed. The handle is M-Y-F-A-V-E-T-H-M, that's at myfavoritetheorem. Join us next time to learn another fascinating piece of mathematics. Thank you.